You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is good? It's your boy Sosa Kermenges, fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Help support your local businesses. Whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops, local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support, so let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with the contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. Official partner of the NFL. Today, like always, we're going to dive into our game recap of the Los Angeles Rams and New York Giants contest in week four in which the Rams escaped uh, by a narrow victory by a score of 17 to 9. Obviously, the Rams did not look very impressive throughout this contest, but a win is a win, and ultimately, the Rams are now 3 and 1 on the season, and the Giants are now 0 and 4. But we're going to begin just by talking about the offense, which really had a brutal performance, I guess, uh, if you take a step back and just analyze it as a whole. The Giants are not a good football team, their defense is not a very good defense, and the Rams only managed to score 17 points, seven of which came on sort of like a busted coverage and a big play by Cooper Cup, which ended up being something close to a 50-yard touchdown. But the offense's performance just was not good. The passing game looked off pretty much all game. Jared Goff never really looked comfortable in the pocket. He went 25 of 32 on the game, which obviously that's a good number, but he only had 200 passing yards and one touchdown and one near interception, which was called an interception on the field, but was overturned, which it should have been. And that was really the whole theme of the offense. It was a struggle and that carried over into the backfield where the running game looked brutal for the first time uh, in 2020, really. You had Malcolm Brown lead the way with nine carries for 37 yards, which was a 4.1 uh, average on his carries. But it was confusing as to why Brown was getting all these carries with Daryl Henderson coming off back-to-back incredible weeks. And in this game, Henderson only got eight rushing attempts for 22 yards, which was a 2.8 yards per carry average, which obviously is a terrible number. You can't be having that low Uh, production and the backfield just didn't look comfortable at any point in this game neither player stood out it was a very questionable decision as to why Henderson really just didn't get much work at all Uh, pretty much everyone expected Henderson to keep working and keep getting the ball as he did the last two weeks but that was not the case and ultimately the offense just struggled as a whole and the running game was no different probably the only bright spot was the receiving room which like I mentioned earlier Cooper Cup He had a pretty solid day. He had seven targets on the contest, five of which he pulled in for receptions for 69 receiving yards and one touchdown. The issue was majority of that production came on one play, which was the 50-yard touchdown, which put the Rams ahead comfortably. It was 10-9 at that point in the game, and obviously that brought the score up to 17-9, which eventually won the the game for the Rams and was essentially the game-clinching score, but It was not a pretty performance from anyone, really. At least Cooper Cup managed to make the big play when the offense needed to muster something up and kind of gain more ground for the defense to be more comfortable when it comes to a lead. But it was not not pretty, really, by anybody. His running mate in Robert Woods had seven targets as well, pulled in six for receptions. The issue was he only had 35 receiving yards, so like most guys on the day, just not very productive. 
Woods was used as a short yardage receiver. Just like everyone really on the day, there wasn't many explosive plays. Outside of the Cooper Cup explosive touchdown, there really happened to be no explosive plays from the offense. There was not many 10 or 15 chunk yardage gains like we've become accustomed to with the Rams in 2020. It was a lot of very, very short yardage, trying to do things methodically, not much down the field, uh, not much separation. So, you know, hats off to the Giants. Their defense played very well. They they limited the Rams as much as they possibly could. And ultimately, they held them to 17 points. That's as good of a performance as you can ask for. Unfortunately for them, their offense simply couldn't put up 18 or more points to win the game, obviously. But it was a great performance from their defense. And that really takes us to the offensive line because for the first time this season, the offensive line of the Rams, they, they struggled. They didn't have a clean game, uh, you know, as clean as they have in the last three games in, in 2020. The running game never looked to really click at any point. It was never flowing as it has for the last three games. Uh, everything was very hard earned on the ground. Henderson could never really get going. Malcolm Brown had some decent carries, but there was nothing much there. And then you look at Jared Goff dropping back in the pocket. He was never really comfortable either. He was asked to move around in the pocket a little bit because he just couldn't really sit back there. There was a decent amount of pressure coming his way. Uh, you've seen Jared Goff get sacked twice in this game, which wasn't a terribly high number, but one of them was a bad miscommunication in the red zone between center Austin Blythe and right guard Austin Corbett, which essentially forced the Rams to have to settle for three, which is always terrible in the red zone. And it's kind of an issue because now it's a reoccurring theme for the Rams struggling in the red zone. But uh, other than that, you know, the running game was largely non-existent and we just need better performance from the Rams' offense. And I think, you know, those days are going to come very quickly. You have four games of data and analysis and play now and film. And 75% of that was very, very good for the Rams' offense. And really only this contest was a struggle now. Uh, obviously we'll see how they can respond in week five moving forward against the Washington football team who actually have a very good defense themselves. But I think the Rams are going to be able to respond relatively quickly. And, uh, you know, I trust Sean McVay and the offense to get back on track really quickly. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to continue to recap this game and really analyze just the play of the defense because that side of the ball definitely carried the Rams in week four. And while we've got you, come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and you can find the page at Locked On Rams. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Locked On. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code Locked On. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about. With a healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com xxx 
and complete an online visit. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. In the last segment, I left off recapping the performance of the offense for the Rams, which was obviously quite brutal in week four. But on the flip side, the defense performed much better and were essentially the sole reason that the team won and managed to win in week four on Sunday. So we'll start with defensive tackle Morgan Fox, who continues to just show out. He doesn't play that much. He doesn't get a ton of snaps, a ton of reps, but every time he plays, he does perform well. He shows up on the tape, and now you can see his playing time going up, and with good reason. He continues to produce, especially as a pass rusher where he's mostly needed. Fox had four tackles on the game, as well as one sack and one tackle for loss. And really, everyone up front did a very good job in this contest. Michael Brockers had a sack as well, and one tackle for loss as well. And he applied a ton of pressure in this contest. He was routinely around quarterback Daniel Jones in his face affecting throws affecting throwing lanes Uh, this was probably Brockers best game in this season and that carried over for the edge rushers as well who really performed well you had Justin Hollins the newcomer record a sack Uh, Ogbenaya Okoronkwo recorded a sack as well and one tackle for loss and like Brockers he routinely was in quarterback Daniel Jones's face he had a ton of pressure in the contest he was winning a lot of his reps Uh, There was a lot of hurries and a lot of hits, and uh, he was routinely around the quarterback, which was very good to see. And edge rusher Leonard Floyd also recorded a sack that was taken off the board due to an illegal contact penalty by cornerback Troy Hill. But Floyd, like the rest of his unit, looked very good and active in this contest. And that really carried over for everyone across the defensive line because Aaron Donald also scooped up half a sack himself. And Samson Ebukam also chipped in with the other half of that sack. Those two combined for the sack relatively early in the contest with majority of the remaining sacks and other players chipping in later in the game. And they produced a ton of pressure as a whole. That whole defensive line, really everyone across the board from edge rusher to the interior was fantastic in this contest. Now that was pretty much the expectation as the Giants do not field a good offensive line. They're one of the worst pass blocking offensive lines in the NFL And so this was obviously expected because of that. And it was good to see. I knew that there was a very good chance that the pass rush and the run stuffing units were going to be productive. And that was essentially the requirement with how, you know, outmatched the Giants offensive line was in this game. But it was still good to see because you never really know how things are going to play out. And ultimately, the pass rush of the Rams just hasn't been very productive this season. Obviously, The edge rusher position has been quite a big question mark, really, for the last two years. And then the interior defensive line is a little bit up and down. You got a lot of talented players, but more so run stuffers as opposed to pass rushers. But I think you've seen in this game guys like Brockers and Morgan Fox show off that, you know, of course the team has Aaron Donald and everything is going to really rely on number 99 at the end of the day, but that these guys can rush the passer a little bit too. And that was good to see. Um, And I was very excited to see Okoronkwo really get loose in this one because he was a guy that everyone really expected to take a big step forward this season. He was going to be relied on to bring some sort of a presence from that edge rusher position. And, you know, through three games, he really hadn't done a great job. There wasn't much production. There wasn't a lot of pressures, uh, though he was out producing his position mates uh, in terms of the edge rushers, but it just wasn't enough. And 
this game, I think, was a, a big turning point for that. It was very good to see him get loose a couple of times, apply pressure very often, even scoop up a sack. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And I think Justin Hollins is another name that's very interesting because he hasn't done a ton and he hasn't played a ton for the Rams this season. But when he plays, he's usually coming up with a big sack here or there every game so far. So, And that's been the case over the last two weeks. And I'm intrigued to see if he can keep that going moving forward. And lastly, Ja'Kai Polite actually got some good run in this game. Now, he didn't do much in terms of statistics or uh, impact, but it was good to see a guy like Polite get some run and and get some snaps under his name because up to this point, he was one of the names that a lot of fans wanted to see play and that had done good in his very limited time on the field. So that was good to see. And then when we travel back to the secondary, that was the unit really that won the Rams this game, obviously in duo with that pass rush but Darius Williams cornerback you really can't say enough about this guy I mean he had four tackles on the game and the game clinching interception stop me if you've heard that before uh this is a guy who pretty much should have had back-to-back game clinching plays for the Rams obviously the week three Bills contest pass interference was a little iffy and whatever but you know you've seen Williams come up with a huge interception against the Eagles in week two that essentially changed the game and the momentum and won the Rams that game he did it again now in week four except that was the game clinching interception and it was just an incredible catch he was diving uh, to the floor and he caught and secured the ball and kind of rotated his shoulder so the ball wouldn't hit the floor and it was just an incredible grab that was some like wide receiver stuff it was very very impressive uh and then you know you look at a guy who everyone expects the ball every week and that's Jalen Ramsey across from Darius Williams who himself had a very good game he had five tackles in the contest and a tackle for loss and Just one of the beautiful, most spectacular displays of aggression and physicality that you're going to see from the cornerback position. This uh, It was a screen to Golden Tate, who obviously has a bit of a history with Ramsey. And Ramsey not only discarded his blocker, I mean, he tossed this guy away with one hand, but then he goes and just forklifts Tate and drops him it was gorgeous I mean you're not going to see a better play from a cornerback in in this NFL when it comes to uh non-interception plays you're not going to see a better play from a cornerback in the NFL that was beautiful to see and the secondary you know was expected to be great this season and so far they've been very good you really can't complain with their performance I know cornerback Troy Hill continues to struggle but uh he is the weak link of the unit and the Rams are just gonna have to do their best to kind of cover him up and not allow him essentially to be burnt all game and uh, not allow teams really to pick on him but so far the Rams have done a good job and I think that secondary standing out is no surprise but it was great to see the pass rush also kind of stand out because they haven't had a very productive season up until week four coming up when we return I'm gonna finish off this episode with our parting thoughts from the week four game And make sure to check back on Tuesday for the deep dive analysis from the contest between the Los Angeles Rams and the New York Giants in week four. The fitness industry is incredibly confusing and oversaturated with BS. I'd like to think my word holds a lot of weight as I've lost 150 pounds over the last 20 months. With that being the case, I've been on the lookout for the perfect protein bar and have finally stumbled upon one called the Built Bar. You need to check them out. They're absolutely delicious and they offer 18 different flavors so you can never really get bored. The bars are also healthy. They're low in calorie, low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber, and they even work for those on the keto diet. You even get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off all orders. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome to the final segment of today's episode. Essentially, we're just going to share our parting thoughts in this segment here. 
Uh, obviously, there was a lot to talk about from this game. Not a very pretty performance from the Rams. Uh, but we're going to talk about really where they can go from here. And so uh, the Rams are now 3-1 and on the season and could very well be 4-0 if, if the team had some luck with the referees and, you know, the flag kind of situation. But right now the Rams are 3-1. and They're going to face another NFC East opponent in the Washington football team in Week 5. They're going to go on the road to Washington um, after a nice home win and rebound. So the team is 3-1. and and they've got a great chance really to improve to form one here. Uh, obviously, you know, the Washington football team is a talented team, but they they seriously look like an undermanned team, specifically on the offensive side of, of the ball. You know, that offensive line, it looks terrible. Quarterback Dwayne Haskins has been very questionable throughout the first four weeks of the season. And they don't have that many playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. But we're going to talk about more of that. Uh, later down the road this week and you know it's good to see though that the Rams won an ugly performance today because we've seen a lot of this team now we've seen them in a situation where they could have essentially thrown in the towel and called it a game in week three against the Buffalo Bills but we've seen them battle back in a, in a game that they should have won and they could have won uh, and now we see them play against an inferior opponent and essentially play down to their opponent in the New York Giants. But again, terrible performance, very ugly performance. Nothing was really pretty about it. The offense was terrible. Everything just couldn't get going. There was no juice. There was no carryover from play to play. There was no momentum, no nothing for the Rams. And, you know, they still won an ugly game. So now this team is becoming a little bit more battle tested. We're starting to see them in a few different scenarios and situations. And for the most part, they've come out victorious and on top. So it's good to see that this team can win in different ways. Now, uh, we're going to look for a huge performance and a big, you know, rebound, uh, specifically on the offensive side of the ball against the Washington football team in week five. But, uh, you know, that's down the road here but again another big question mark is what's the running back situation going to look like from here moving forward you you saw daryl henderson didn't get much work in week four you saw malcolm brown obviously he had the injury in week three and a surgery and then he gets the most work in week four after getting the most work in week one and none of that even factors in rookie cam Akers, who's probably going to be back and active in week five which again is very confusing and it's hard to break down this backfield we don't exactly know what the plan is maybe that is the plan is to be confusing and uh, bring something new to the table every week for sean McVay, but I, at this point, it looks like he's almost confused by what the situation is back there, but uh, it'll probably be a picture that is painted more clearly and something we get a good idea of moving forward. Uh, but now it's time for the Rams to just get ready for another road trip against another team that they essentially should beat. Now, I hope this week four performance was a wake up call for the team because it was not a good performance. Uh, and eventually, if you keep playing this way, somebody's going to get you that shouldn't get you. And I feel like Washington is a far superior opponent than is the New York Giants. I think the Washington defense and specifically that defensive line could cause a lot of issues for the Rams if they go into that game thinking the same thing as they did tonight, that, you know, they would show up and probably blast their opponent by a huge score and walk out of there with an easy win and be unscathed and that's that so i hope the rams kind of learned a lesson in this game it was really the first time that i can recall under sean McVay's regime with the rams that they've severely played down to an opponent oftentimes they are very good at blowing these kinds of teams out like the giants but that was not the case on sunday obviously the rams really just couldn't get anything going at any point in the game uh and that was tough to see and essentially i mean the giants had a chance to 
tie the game up at the end there with the sort of game time drive going and Daniel Jones made a big mistake to kind of ruin it but the Rams are more needs to be expected out of this team they're three and one uh, they're a team that looks poised to make the playoffs and not just that but potentially make a deep playoff run and you can't be putting up these kinds of performances against bad teams like the Giants so uh, look for the Rams to rebound I'm expecting them to rebound I don't know how things are going to shake out moving forward hopefully the offense can get back on track uh, hopefully the running back situation gets sorted out a little bit moving forward we would love to see a rebound from the offensive line similar to the week three game as opposed to this past game but uh, it's all up in the air right now so the rams are three and one it's good to see them close this one out even in an ugly win and get ready for a week five game here against the washington football team which is probably going to be a tight one and gives the rams a beautiful opportunity to not only win but to improve their record to four and one and essentially start building what looks to be a very strong team that could go towards the playoffs and hopefully the Rams can build some momentum moving forward because in week six they are playing their first divisional opponent in the San Francisco 49ers and obviously that game could have massive implications for not only the Rams but the NFC West and that will be interesting to see but as of right now the Rams are three and one they did close out an ugly win in week four and that was good to see hopefully uh, they can really just relay this win into much more down the line the ideal performance from the Rams would be to get that offense back on track let this defense do what they do, which seems to be create turnovers and, and rely on big plays essentially from that side of the ball. And to just uh, get a whole team performance in, in one game, similar to what they did in week two against the Eagles or even in week one, where all three sides of the ball and all three phases of the ball look good and strong together and can start to string together more consistent performances moving forward. Check back in with us on Tuesday for the deep dive analysis from the contest between the Los Angeles Rams and the New York Giants in week four. Just a reminder, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QB's MEP and you can find the page at Lockdown Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.